Praise God. Amen. So I was really nervous about this, but I feel good now. I feel real good. So praise God. Um, Pastor Karen, I thank you for this opportunity. I wish Pastor Todd was here. I'd thank him as well, but I still thank him. It's a great opportunity to do this. I love you guys, Pastor Marty, Paul Joe, um, Brian and Marty. I love you guys. Thank you so much for speaking into my life. And Pastor Anthony and Katrina, they're over there in youth. I love them. and I just thank them and praise them for everything that they've spoken over me and prayed with me about and just everything they've walked with me through. And all, the other, and all, all everybody else that's spoken to me, I thank you guys so much. Um, Mom and Dad, I thank you. I love you guys. <laughs> um, so let's pray. Lord, I thank you for this night. Speak through me. Lord, use me. Holy Spirit, I pray that you just reveal more of Jesus to us tonight. As I speak on what you've, you've given me, Lord. Lord, just reveal Jesus in this place, Holy Spirit. Reveal more of the risen Lord in this place, Holy Spirit. Lord, change our hearts and strengthen us, Lord. It's in your name I pray. Amen. So, I want to talk about adoption. It's, it's beautiful that we get to become sons and daughters to a father, a great father, a loving father, a never-failing father, a faithful father. Um, so we've all been bought with a price, right? We've been sealed with the Holy Spirit until the day of judgment. Well, what does that mean? We've been bought with a price. Well, Christ, he died and shed his blood for us, along with the Holy Spirit, that sealed our adoption papers, his blood and the Holy Spirit sealed our adoption papers. And now we're called sons and daughters of God. And he's called our father, and we're called his children. It's just, it's a great thing. So if you have your Bibles, I'd like for you to turn with me to uh, Romans chapter 8. And uh, the verse is going to be, it's going to be a little bit, it's going to be 12 through 17. And if I have time, I want to speak on another passage as well. Uh, all right. Everybody there? Praise God. Okay. So verse, verse 12. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. For we are alive to live according, or sorry, for we live according. Sorry, <laughs> um, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. So Paul tells us that we're debtors, but we're not debtors to our flesh. So who are we in debt to? 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and, or sorry, 19 and 20 tells us that we are no longer our own because we've been bought with the Holy Spirit who now resides in us and calls us to glorify God in our body. So, verse 15, for if you, or wait, yeah, verse 15, for if you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you've received the Holy Spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. 
The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if you look at the, the, the Greek in that, that section right there, the word, two words bears witness means that the Spirit of God himself has unified with our spirit to testify and bring good news that we are the children of God. And Paul says, if we're children, then we're heirs. And if we're heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, or joint heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. So Paul tells us that we're children, and if we're children of a king, then we have an inheritance in that king's kingdom. So does that mean we take Jesus' place? No, not at all, absolutely not. Because we are joint heirs, meaning we are, we are with him. We have the same authority that Jesus Christ has because he's given it to us through the Holy Spirit. So what is a joint heir? Well, in English, a joint heir is a two-part word. It can, you can, you can think of it as like you got finger joints that make up your hand. It can be something smaller that makes up one big thing. Or it can be something, two things becoming one. That's more of what the Hebrew or the Greek implies. And the word there is, um, it's actually S-U-N, like sun, but it's pronounced soon. And it means more than just one thing with another. It's completeness and companionship. It literally means two things becoming one. That's what we are with Christ. We are complete with him and in companionship with him. So us being joint heirs means that we are complete, or in other words, that that God-sized hole in our heart has been filled. So us being, I'm sorry, um, yeah, us being joint heirs with Christ means that we are complete, and we also share in that blessing of God's kingdom with Jesus. So everything that he has, we also have. He even said with his own words in Matthew chapter 10, verses 7 and 8, that we would cast out demons, that we would heal the sick, that we'd raise the dead, cleanse the lepers. And there's also other verses that tell of our covenantal relationship, like John 14, 20, tells us that we are in a covenantal relationship with the Father through Jesus. And how many know that once you get into a, a covenantal relationship with somebody, everything that you have is now theirs, and everything they have is now yours. So everything that God has is ours, and everything that's ours is his, our life, our, our everything. Our family, our cars, everything is his. Our house. <laughs> everything. And so... What does companionship with Jesus look like? So for Jesus, companionship was him, the Holy Spirit, and his disciples. With us, it's the Holy Spirit and each other. Because we're one big family. We're united. We're called brothers and sisters, children of God. And so the real question, I guess, would be, what does companionship with the Holy Spirit and our brothers and sisters look like? Well, companionship with the Holy Spirit... Looks like worship, ministry, study, all these big things that you can think of. But it also looks like saying no to someone when they offer you drugs or alcohol. It looks like putting to death the flesh. 
That's something else that Paul talked about, that when, when we live according to the Spirit, we no longer live according to the flesh, but we put to death the flesh. And so that's what it looks like with us and the Holy Spirit, that we put to death our flesh, we, we go out and we do what he's asked us to do, you know, if it's, if it's preaching or teaching or just, you know, simple fellowship with somebody or what have you, you know, the Lord, he'll tell you what to do. That's what companionship with the Holy Spirit looks like. So with our brothers and sisters, it, it looks like, like praying for each other. It's encouraging each other, building each other up. And sometimes, sometimes we just need somebody to be like, hey, you already got the victory. Yeah. When we're down, yeah. sometimes we just need somebody to be like, hey, you already got the victory. Because yeah. Satan, he'll come to you and he'll lie to you. He'll be like, you're, you're, you're defeated. You're down. But we're not cast down, right? Yeah. We're conquerors. So... The other passage I wanted to talk about is Ephesians. This one really, really, really spoke to me. Um, and it talks a lot more about of our, our inheritance in the kingdom and what, what the Lord has blessed us with and given us. It's Ephesians chapter 1. Uh, it's going to be verses 3 through 14. God is good. Lord, I thank you for what you've blessed us with. I thank you for what you've blessed this house with, Lord. Thank you for all of it, Lord. You're so good. So, in verse 3 it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. So God has blessed us in Christ Jesus with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Every single one. He's even chosen us in himself before the foundation of the world. That's a word. He has chosen us in himself before the foundation of the world. Before anything ever was, he was like, you're mine. That's good. How many of you guys need to know and hear that the Lord was like, you're mine. There's nothing, there's nothing that can ever come between us because you're mine. No, no amount of sin, no amount of darkness, no amount of running from God, no amount of parties and drugs and all this crazy stuff can ever come between you and God. There's a scripture that talks about that, but I can't quite remember. I know it's in Romans. And that's a, good, that's a good verse, too. But we are his. He has chosen us before the foundations of the world. And it says that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us for adoption to himself. In love, he said, I choose you as my son, as my daughter. To himself as sons through Jesus Christ. According to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace, with which he has blessed us in the beloved. 
He's blessed us in the beloved. He calls us his beloved. And that's companionship right there. He blesses all of us in himself. And so we all are just one big family working together to bring glory to God as the Holy Spirit inside of us cries out, Abba, Father, Abba, Father, Lord, come, have your way in this place. Glorify Jesus, Holy Spirit. So this, the next part of Ephesians, it's verse 11. Um, I, I think it's verse 11 through the rest of it, 14. Um, there's three blessings here that are huge. So, in him, we have redemption through his blood. He saved us. We have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of our trespasses <clears throat> according to the riches of his grace. That's grace, the second one. Which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will. That's the third one, it, mercy. Giving us what we don't deserve. He lavished upon us his blood and all wisdom and knowledge. He lavished upon us the blessing of grace and forgiveness of our trespasses. So if you could just close your eyes for a second with me and, and try to picture this. You're in this beautiful palace of a great and mighty kingdom and the, you're before the king, and he actually says to you, come with me, and he takes you to his treasury. It's a pretty big, pretty big thing for a king to take you to his treasury. You've got to have a lot of trust in that person, right? And before you are these two great doors, they're golden, they have gems all over them, they're beautiful and massive, and they swing open. And all these little gold coins come bellowing out. They come rolling out. They start coming up to your ankles. There's so many. And you look down at them, and you start to read what's on them, and it says mercy, grace, salvation, love, faithfulness, steadfastness, peace, prosperity. And the king turns and looks at you and says, all this is yours. The Lord's done the same thing with us. All those little gold coins, those treasures, God has given to us. His mercy, His grace, His love, His prosperity, everything. All those spiritual blessings He's blessed us with. It says right here, according to His purpose, which He set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. In him we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, so that we who were, first, who were the first to hope in Christ might be, sorry, According, uh, hope in Christ might be to the praise of his glory. In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed him, believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantor 
of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. Amen. So these last few verses kind of bring, bring everything into a, a tight hold, a tight-knit hold. Christ came so that we could have a new, a new life in him. He came to fulfill the plan that was set in, 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 in purpose or whatever to bring us into himself since the beginning of time. He came to unite all things to himself, the things in heaven, the things on earth. He came so that we could have an inheritance that was written out by God himself. He also came to make a way for the Holy Spirit, which resides in us and seals us. And the last verse there, the word guarantee actually means that it's it's um, in the Greek. It's actually um, down payment, and so the Holy Spirit. What what we have here with the Holy Spirit is just the beginning of what is to come. Yes, yes. And isn't that just great? When we get to heaven, there's even more of God. So how great the revival is! How great the church services is! How great the ministry is that we have with one another! All the all the love that we have with one another. That's just the beginning of what's to come. So, Lord, I thank you for that. That what we have here on earth is just the beginning of what is to come. There's more of you, and there will always be more of you because you're the alpha and the omega. You're the first and the last. Lord, I thank you that you're a never-failing father. Lord, I thank you that you came and destroyed the works of the devil He came and destroyed the works of the devil so that we could be called his sons, his daughters. We could come into that inheritance, into that kingdom. And now, guess what? We get to do everything he did, right? We get to do everything that he did while he was here because of his Holy Spirit and everything he's blessed us with. So while I was studying this, I really felt like there was something that needed to be, a spirit that needed to be rebuked tonight, and that that being the orphan spirit, that spirit that says, oh, I'll just get the second hand, I'll get the, the pass downs, I'll never get the new thing, I'll never get the new clothes, this, that, and the other, I'm always going to get the hand-me-downs, the beat-up sneakers, that's a lie from the devil. Because God, he gives us a robe of righteousness. He pours the oil of gladness on our head. He gives us the Holy Spirit. He doesn't give us a dead, beat down spirit. He gives us the Holy Living Spirit. <clears throat> His own spirit now lives in us, empowers us, changes us, calls us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So no longer will we be, we're not even called stepchildren. We are called children. 
Never once were we called stepchildren, but we've always been called children of the Most High, the Father of glory. Spirit, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. Orphan spirit, stepchild spirit, no longer will you be allowed to infiltrate the minds of the children of God, for they are called His, and they were called His before the foundations of the world. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, I want to know if there's anybody in here who says that I've, I've been hearing that. You may have not been listening to it, but you may have been hearing it. And if you have been listening to it, then we definitely want to pray for you. Is there anybody who has? No? Okay. Well, praise God. <laughs> um, yeah. Lord, I thank you that we're, we may be cast down, but we're not conquered. Yeah. The devil may come to try and beat us up, but we will always be called the children of God. Amen. Yes, we are victorious. Because we don't, we don't live according to our own righteousness or our own holiness. We live according to his. We are called by his name and we live by his name. He supplies our needs. He fills us. Sanctifies us. So there's a verse in uh, Philippians that's been really speaking to me. It's Philippians 4. Give me one second. And it tells us to focus on Christ and to focus on his goodness, his faithfulness, all things that are pure and righteous, to focus on those things. That's what we should do as children. We should focus on what the Father has for us and given us. Focus on His face, His promises, His words He's spoken over you. So right. So right. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Lord, help us to focus on your face. Help us focus on what you've spoken. Help us focus on your gifts that you've given us as your sons and your daughters. You know, Jesus said that earthly fathers, they know how to give good gifts, right? But the fa our Father in heaven gives us even greater gifts because he's perfect, the gifts he gives are perfect. He's gifted us with the Holy Spirit. He's gifted us with the, the gifts of the Spirit. And I believe it's 2 Corinthians. He's given us so much that we can use to bring glory to his name. I mean, he's gifted us with his word. Amen. We have his written word that he's gifted us. I always find it astounding how um, 
what's the word, how passionate people are in foreign countries that don't have access to this. It's just so amazing. And with them, the Lord also blesses them with his word, right? But for them, it's a lot different. Um, sometimes they'll only get, get a page out of the Bible. That's all they get is just a page. And they'll take that page and they'll cherish it. Because the word of God is a treasure. Amen. We, we need to do that with his word. We need to treasure it. Even if it's just a page, just a page. And you know, there's not many verses on a page, especially if you have a study Bible like mine. It's got like, just a little bit. And even that's great. If, if I was to give one of these pages to somebody in China or Iraq and Iran or somewhere where they're extremely persecuted, where they can't even have a Bible, they'd be so happy. So happy. They would treasure it. They would keep it for the rest of their life if they could. I always find it amazing that they'll take these pages and they'll actually copy them and then pass them on. It's just, it's amazing. I really feel like there needs to be healing in this place tonight. Not, not just physical, but spiritual healing from, from the spirit of the, the stepchild spirit, the orphan spirit. That says, I'll never meet the mark. I'll never live up to the expectation. You know, I'll never, I'll never please my father. God's not like that. He's always pleased Always pleased. He's always happy. And when you mess up and you fall, guess what? He's on one knee with his arms open wide just waiting for you to come running back to him. He's always, always loving you. You know, there's been times in my life where I've felt the weightiness of, of guilt and shame because of sin that I committed but I always remind myself that I'm loved. The Father still loves me. He still loves me. And when I get reminded of that, that gives me the strength to repent and turn from that sin. Say, Father, I'm yours. Praise God, I'm yours. I'm your child. I'm your son. I'm a foreigner in this place. A foreigner on this earth. Because I'm an ambassador of heaven. I have an official delegation from the kingdom of heaven as an ambassador here on earth to represent everything that is there. Thank you, Lord, that you call us ambassadors of your kingdom. That you've given us nameplates, you've given us badges with our calling, with our name, but it's all to bring your glory. Lord, we want to see your kingdom advanced in Dawsonville. Lord, help us and show us how to be good children of yours and ambassadors of your kingdom, to spread your kingdom further 
to strengthen the walls that are already here and to expand the walls into new regions, Lord. Holy Spirit, give us, give us the, the method that you'd have us operate through, whether it be door knocking or billboards or letters or whatever it is, Lord. Show it to us so that we can go and do it. We can expand your kingdom and bring more people into the kingdom of heaven, and then they'll be called children, right? They'll be called his. Holy Spirit, I thank you for speaking tonight. Bringing revelation. Glorifying Jesus. Holy Spirit, I pray that you just touch our hearts and remind us that we're his. When we fall, remind us that we are God's that we are still loved by the Father with a passionate love, a love that's never wavering, never failing, never ending, but a love that's always resting upon us, calling us and saying, hey, come back, come back. The Spirit of God inside of us cries out, Abba, Father. He's always calling us. He's a, his, our, his Spirit's always calling us back to the Father, saying, Abba, Father, Abba, Father, Abba, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Holy Spirit, speak to us and rip out any spirit that's not your own, any spirit of, of orphan, any spirit that says I'm a stepchild, that I'm less than, because you're not. You're a child of God. You were chosen. You were chosen before the foundations of the world, before anything ever was, you were chosen by him. Lord, I thank you for revealing the mystery of your gospel to us. Thank you, Jesus, for coming here and doing what you did so that we'd have a new life and a life abundantly. Holy Spirit, bring healing. Bring healing to our spirits. Return that love to our spirit. If it's been lost, if it's been forgotten, return it back to our spirit. That spirit of a, the loving Father, return, return that. Orphan spirit, you're not allowed to be here. You're not allowed because we 
are in union with the Holy Spirit. We are in union with God Almighty. No longer can you lie to us, devil, and say that we are not good enough, that we don't meet the mark, that we don't meet the expectations set, because that's not what the Father worries about. He doesn't even care. He just says, I'm glad that you did it. I'm not sure who needs to know this, but even even though you're just learning how to ride or walk this walk with Christ, even though you're just learning how to ride this bicycle of Christianity, the Father is right there beside you the whole time. The whole time. And when you get wobbly and you feel like you're about to fall, he'll catch you. And for anyone who's been walking with the Lord for a long time, he's still right there. Every bump that you go over, every hill that you go down. How many know that when you ride a bicycle and you go down a hill, you kind of get that little speed wobble sometimes? You're like, oh, the Father's there. So even when in ministries like going crazy and you're just, Father's right there. When you start to feel that, that little shake, he's right there. And you can lean on him. Because he's a good God, and he's a great father. He's a faithful father and a never-failing one. Thank you, Jesus. So I really want to pray for anybody that feels like they're, they're dealing with that lie from the enemy. And if you don't feel comfortable coming up here, that's fine. I understand. But the Father has so much to give you. And so, so, so much better. When you just run to his loving arms and know that you're his. So if you feel that way, I'd like you to come up here. Because he has so much, so, so much to show you to give you. I mean, he, he says in his word that he gives us every single spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. You get access to all of it because you're a son of a king who has a never-ending, never-failing kingdom. A kingdom that's so great and vast we can never perceive it. I mean, God made everything that is. He made everything that is. And before him, there was nothing but him. So please, the Lord has great things for you.
great things to give you and show you, great things to call you to.
Come on, we want to invite you just to stand and worship just a moment. If you need prayer, we want to invite you to come down. The altar is still open. If you're in your seats, just begin to worship the good Father. He's adopted us, given us an inheritance. If you need prayer, go ahead and move. We'll pray for you. altar team if you'd come and be in agreement pray with these down front altar team if you'd move come help us pray got some ladies over here perfect Lord thank you that you're perfectly moving in every person that came to this altar tonight Lord anytime in the scripture where we saw an altar Lord things died may sickness die may an orphan spirit die tonight may that victim mentality that the enemy tries to convince us to operate in die tonight and may we come alive in you. You're a good father. You desire your best for us. Not our best, your best. Yeah. It's your possessions. It's your inheritance. It's your kindness. Lord, thank you for speaking through Gavin and reminding us of not who we are, but whose we are. Children. Not orphans, not stepchildren, not less than. We're your children. We have an inheritance. We will lay hold of that inheritance, Lord. In Jesus' name, we receive that, Lord. We receive that. We receive that. We'll ask Gavin to stay down here at the front as we dismiss and just respect those that are getting ministered to, but we want to dismiss you. But what a word. That was very encouraging. That's very encouraging. I believe that's the first of many. First of many.
And so, Lord, we bless these, your people. Cause your face to shine upon your children. Lord, when we wake up tomorrow and our feet hit the ground, release the assignment of the day to us. We were created on purpose for a purpose. May tomorrow we realize what that purpose is and operate in it fully, co-laboring and working with the Spirit of God. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen and amen. Amen.